Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Pierce. Hey, guys. And uh, we're here to talk Pierce's thoughts on Captain America the Winter Soldier. Full spoilers, uh, because he wasn't available last time when I talked about it with my sister and Matthew. So, Pierce, just right off the bat, what did you think of Captain America the Winter Soldier? I wasn't ready for that question. I thought it was really... <laughs> I have no idea. How I, I don't know. I'm so confused. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was very well done. But I guess the question I have for you is is something that a lot of people have been going back and forth about. Better than Avengers or not? I think for me it's too early to say, seeing as I've seen Avengers like five times and I've seen The Winter Soldier once. Okay. But they're definitely neck and neck. Okay. Like, Avengers is, I love it because, you know, there's so many ways it should have failed and, and what it managed to pull off and having all those heroes on screen, whereas... Captain America the Winter Soldier is a solid movie. Yeah. It is a solid, solid 1970s, 1980s political thriller that <laughs> happens to have Captain America in it. But aside from that, or I mean, including that, but aside from that, it is just a solid, solid movie that I would recommend yeah. to like a- anybody who loves that kind of movie. I would agree. I mean, I think you would obviously have to know the backstory to everything first, but I, I definitely... I, I definitely think they do a that. pretty good job of catching you up on what happened in the first movie when he goes to the Smithsonian. That's fair. I mean, I would still say watch the first one, but it's not like you have to watch Avengers. It's not like Iron Man 3, where everything that happened in Avengers is a little bit more integral to the whole thing. It's not as integral. I would say that, particularly with the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, there's a lot of hints at what eventually happens in this movie in Avengers. With him finding the Hydra weapons, and the World Security Council being set up, and Sitwell being in that one and stuff. There's a lot of things in that one that, again, not nearly as much as... Thor 2 or especially Iron Man 3, but there it is there. Yeah, that's true. Probably say about equal with Thor 2, come to think of it. Actually, definitely I don't know, because I don't think Thor 2 really had anything. Well, Loki's all in prison because of what he did, and they've just rebuilt the... Well, Ooh, the Loki's the in prison. One. Big surprise. But there, there. is... I, I just rewatched Thor 2 the other day. There is a lot of discussion in that movie about the events of Avengers. Avengers, okay. So, again, yeah. not nearly as much as Iron Man 3. And there's even less because they don't even mention Hawkeye once in the entire no. movie. The biggest mention you have is Scarlett Johansson's necklace. Oh, I didn't even notice it's that one. It's an arrow okay. necklace that she's wearing the entire was movie. It, was it just me or was she oddly tan in this movie? I didn't notice. Okay, there's just a couple scenes I'm like, she looks really tan. I'm, okay, sure, why not? Maybe she so, was tan. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. It's not like she was orange or something. Let me, let me, all right, so let me, let me say I 90% like this movie. You have an entire ten percent of this movie you did not like. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. Go. Go ahead. Tell us. And I could probably, I could probably say uh, ninety-five. And this is just a ninety-five percent like. And it all comes down to Scarlett Johansson was too tan. She was too tan. She was like orange. It was unacceptable. No. I, all those scenes in Florida, I couldn't even see her. It was so weird. No. Uh, that was an orange joke, by the way, as in orange groves, not yes. some kind of. Well, I mean, I, I guess you could say... I'm trying to think of that in some way that could be racist. I, no, I, I wouldn't say I think it would be racist. It's probably, you know, hitting, or not hitting... Well, there's but, a lot of tan people. In yeah, there. I was about to say attacking everyone that gets spray tans. You know, I don't think you really need to do that in Florida. <laughs> people do it before they go to the shore, apparently. But I, w- I was saying more for orange yes, groves. Orange anyway, groves. what were the Because five... that's what I usually think of. I'm like, Florida, orange groves. Well, it's on their license plate. I know it you is. Know. So, um, anyway, Tropic so, Orange Juice, all well, that kind of stuff. True. What is the 5 to 10% of things okay. in Captain America th- the, that you have? The only with? things that bugged me, one, was right b- when they're going to meet Zola, they go in the bunker, they go down the whole thing, it, they go down an elevator. Yes. Okay? Then a missile strikes them, and they're just on the same level as everything else. I did notice that. Okay? That I was like, really? Like It'd be interesting to know if that base is built into the side of a cliff, but... Well, actually, I, d- I definitely did notice that. My, friend, my friends and I were talking, that's a real base you can go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's, like, blocked off and you're not supposed to go there, but you can. Uh, and it is actually in New Jersey, so... Was it Wheaton, New Jersey? Am I thinking of that correctly? I don't think so. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, regardless, New Jersey got a shout out, which was kind of nice. The other thing, and it actually looked like real New Jersey. Yeah, it because did. they shot it in Cleveland, so it doesn't look like it doesn't look like uh, we talked about this in, in the other one, but it, it doesn't look like New Jersey like most people think of it, which is basically Newark Airport. Exactly. You know, it looks That's like what most people it think. It looks of. like the vast majority of of New Jersey, which, which is, is just farms nothing. and nothing. Yep. Nothingness. I was about to say I didn't realize all of it was shot in Cleveland. Well, at least say, the majority, at least. Having lived know. in Ohio, yeah, Ohio's pretty much the same thing as what the most of New Jersey is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it really is. The other thing that bothered me, and this is just generic, all science fiction ever does this. The supercomputer that controls the entire massive ship is on the bottom, easily accessible because it's glass. Well, no, I don't know if that was the computer that controls the entire ship. It was just the targeting chip for the guns that were located right there. Yes, but the the computer system for everything was in the completely unguarded glass dome. Well, that, that's my question: ship. Is that the computer system for everything, or just the targeting well, system? I would say that the the targeting system is the most important aspect of the whole thing. Not when you're a flying boat. I think there's pretty important things on a flying boat other than targeting. Okay, that's that's fair. But if you take out the targeting systems, then whoop, there's no... There it is. Yeah, whoop, there it is. There's no more firing the horrible guns that are murdering millions of people. Including so. Doctor Strange, possibly Amadeus Cho, yes. the uh, President of the United States, and a bunch of other people. Did they name a president or no? Yeah, it was Matthew Ellis, I believe. It's the same president from Iron Man 3. Okay. All right, got it. Yeah, so that that was the only other thing that bothered me. Oh, this they're, they're really easily accessible computer that's not guarded by anyone. So an elevator and the location of a computer chip are the two uh, make up 5 to 10% of the movie for you. 5%. I want to say, that and hacking on a Mac. Like, even my diehard, like, what? music-producing Mac friends were just like, yeah, they couldn't have done that. They didn't hack anything. No. They, they saw where the file was created. You right click. No, she had to hack the the. And before anybody makes a Mac right click joke, yes, you can yes. right click on a Mac. So shut um, up. She had to hack into the flash drive because it was denied access by anyone else. Remember, because originally Fury tried to get gain access to its own. But I didn't thing. think she was actually able to hack into it because she goes, "Oh, I can't hack into it, so I'm just going to see where it was made." Wasn't that the whole thing? I was more focusing on DC Pearson and his glorious beard, so I well, wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, that was a really yeah. I love DC Pearson. But yeah, no, regardless, it opened up its own software within the, the device, and then she was able to figure that out from there. So you have problems with hacking on a Mac, but not a AI that can exist on an ENIAC type Yes, I'm totally fine system. with that. That totally makes sense. Okay. Like, I get, I get, like, and I had this argument with a friend. Um, They're like, so you're fine with all the weird, crazy stuff that happens in this movie, like a dude living in a computer, and I'm all like, "Yeah, I can just, I can just explain that away with the word science. I don't, I don't know the science, so I'm just going to say science. I know Max. I know you can't do what they did on those. <laughs> like, so you can't explain well, cloud computing, sure. Okay, that's I guess, but yeah. So, and those are just my little nitpicks. But that's I would say even still, ninety ninety is really good for a movie." 95 is probably what I would really give it. So, uh, we, we've talked about Arnim Sola. What do you think of the general presentation of Arnim Sola in movie versus Arnim Sola in comics? Yeah, you and I talked a little bit about this the other night, I think. Yeah, off the air, yes. Yes, where the first arc of Cap in Marvel Now involves Zola pretty heavily. And I really enjoyed the arc, and I didn't think anything of it, obviously. And then also involved Sharon, who is introduced in this movie. Yes. And I wonder if they were told to emphasize that, to include that, or if that was just a coincidence that it lined up that way. I think it's usually just the authors of those books go, hey, this character's going to be big, you know, this, so I should write, you know, using this character. If it's that character's going to be big. Something would be like, you know, when, Sp- when Spider-Man 2 came out, there was an arc involving Dr. Octopus, that kind of thing. It's usually the author just going, this character's going to be what people are talking about right now. I want people to talk about my book. Mm. Therefore. That's, that's fair. And I'm sure it is sometimes also pushed on, on writers. Hey, can you find, you, you are, you have a new arc coming up. If you don't know who the villain is, can you put in this character? You know, because sometimes the villain matters. Sometimes you just need somebody to punch. Well, but see, in, Zola really mattered in that storyline. Like, that storyline could not have existed no, with no, any I, other I, I villain. I get that. But see, and that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, that's a classic Cap villain. So it's not like they went, oh, we're going to have uh, the Green Goblin in Captain America 2, which obviously couldn't happen. But so can you please write us arc with Green Goblin in your Cap book? Yeah. You know, it's Arnold Zola. You know, it's Zola, Strucker, 
and uh, you know Baron Zemo, and you know these are the characters you expect to see in a cat book. You yeah, know? Red Skull, that kind of stuff. Red Skull. Going back to Zola's presentation, I thought it, I thought it was good. I'm surprised that he didn't upgrade to a different system, and instead he just decided to sit in a room full of really old supercomputers that probably were. Well, no, he was upgraded. I mean, yes, he was in a room full of old supercomputers, but he had a USB connection and was being uploaded to a satellite. That was the whole thing. No, but he died there. No. Yes. Oh, oh wait, wait. You mean Zola hit the body? No. No, no, no. Because at one point when the missile struck, afterwards, Pierce was like, yeah, it cost me Zola to do this. Like, clearly stating that it yes, cost him Zola. Yes, it did cost him Zola. It cost him Zola. Zola still exists. Zola is A, on the flash drive that they have. Zola's algorithm was on the flash drive. Right, but that's Zola. That's what an algorithm. And I, I mean, well, I mean, I think in, in movie terms, whether we want to go real world or not, I think that counts as Zola, because I think it's going to come back and we can get to that. But it was being uploaded. It was The whole thing on the boat in the beginning was them trying to upload him to the satellite so that he could control the three... Um, no, I don't think so. I think the algorithm was separate from his AI entity. Like, I really think that... The algorithm was simply that, an algorithm. But you don't think he can exist within that algorithm? Like, he can't find a, a, way, think, like a backdoor way I to survive? I think if they, long term, that's probably the workaround that they would use, absolutely. But I don't think that the third movie will be... The, I mean, it's obviously not. The third movie is going to be the Baron and the twins. No, that's Cap... I mean, I'm sorry, that's Avengers of Ultron. Oh, really? Yes, that's what that. I thought up. that was Cap 3. The second credit scene is setting up Cap 3 with them searching for the Winter Soldier. With Bucky? Yeah. Really? That's it? Third one is just more Cap Bucky? No, I'm sure... Well, it's definitely going to have him. He's got a nine-picture deal with Marvel. But I'm sure... Does he really? Yes. Bucky? Oh, yeah. What do you think they're going to do when... uh, when Evans... After Avengers 3, when Evans' deal is done? Yeah, well... Well, well, it's a question of what comes first, Avengers 3 or Cap 3? Avengers 3. Okay, then Cap 3, and then he gets shot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Avengers, uh, Cap 3 first. Okay. Avengers 3 second. Cap 3 will be May 6, 2016, I believe. Okay. They just then, announced the date today. Then Avengers, the end of Avengers 3, Cap got shot. Most likely. Well, and hopefully not with a time-traveling bullet this time, but actually oh shot dead. Lord. Not that I don't like Cap, but, you know, well, we can get to this. Let's, let's get back to Zola, because you brought up Age of Ultron. I have a feeling that Zola will play into the Ultron AI in one shape and or that form. the reason Ultron goes bad is because of um either it's he goes bad because I mean I, I think I would prefer a robot who quote unquote goes bad just because he realizes what the world is and that, goes, I well, I agree with you it. I agree with um, you but I, I you know if they build it on an existing framework. Or, I mean, because we still don't know exactly the, what the origin of Ultron is going to be. There are plenty of theories out there, but we don't have a specific laid-out plan yet. I'm sure we will. Yeah. But to me, that was like, either it will be the basis, or it's, for me, it's just proof of concept that, hey, AIs of this nature are a thing, you know, beyond just Jarvis. You See, I would, I would favor that side more, where these AIs can exist, and not in as much as... Zola comes back. Now, maybe down the line, I could definitely see that as Bucky Cap has to deal with Zola or whatever and have to face his quote-unquote father and who created him and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah. So I could see that down the road for a Bucky Cap movie, but I don't think as long as Chris Evans is around, we will see that. He, we will see him come back. Zola, specifically. Zola okay, specifically. I thought you meant Bucky for a second. I was no. like, I think that's yeah. definitely the third movie. But... Yeah, well, no, I agree with that. No, I mean, that, that totally makes sense to me. Um, and I think that actually thematically would work much better. Yeah. Uh, we do know that Joe and Anthony Russo, the directors of the movie, will be back for three. And do you know who they are? I feel like we've had this conversation, but I can't remember. What else have they done? A lot of things you've liked, because they directed a ton of episodes in the first three seasons of Community. Okay. Like, all the paintball episodes, a lot of the big genre episodes, that was them. Which is why Marvel's like, we know these guys are genre chameleons. If we want to do a 70s, 80s spy thriller, we know they can pull it off. Yeah, that was was the most interesting thing, where this, they're kind of going through the the decades of movies. The first was a a 40s, 50s Nazi beat-em-up, and then transitioned into, you know, the 60s, 70s spy thriller movie. And then I guess the question is, what would be the third one? Um, I think they have a lot of options. But, I mean, Marvel's been doing that in general, just playing around with the genre conventions, where, you know, um, Iron Man 3 was in many ways a buddy comedy in the in the leagues of, or in, in the like of, 
uh, a die, not a diehard, but a, a lethal weapon or something, which is because yeah. the same guy who wrote and directed it did a lot of those movies as well. Either wrote or directed them. Thor 2 is a very sci-fi inspired film with a heist sequence in the center. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man is apparently going to be a heist film, which makes sense yeah. given given Scott Lang as a character. I'm about to say, I, for, I keep forgetting it's not Pym, it's Lang. Guardians is looking to be very much a sci- science fantasy epic, as well as a bit of a heist in there as well. Um, to an extent, we don't know exactly how much yet, but more, but, but also a little bit of Indiana Jones in there. Yeah, I, I see. I picked up less of a heist, more of a. I see. I'm just saying, from what little we know of the plot, there oh, will yeah. be some. Uh, you know, the team needs to steal something before somebody else steals something. Yeah. Deal. As near as I can put it together, is going to be like the song "Hooked on a Feeling," where you got the Uga Chaka and then you got the "Hooked on a Feeling" part of the song. It's going to be both of those things. <laughs> Okay. Have you not heard my theory? Like, there is no more perfect of a song that they could have picked because it it has the serious side to it, but then it also specifically has the, the blue sweet. Version. Yeah, exactly. And then at the exact same time, it has the kind of just silly and not really relevant to the first part of the song at all. So, I mean, you you have a talking tree and raccoon. So you do. Yeah. Now the question is: Are they going to go with Groot is the king of Prince or whatever? I doubt it, since that's not canon. It's not. I no. didn't know if it was technically or not. No, he. It was that, was that was just Maximus. He was lying. Maximus was just lying. No, no, no. Groot was lying about it. Oh, really? Yeah. You never read Annihilators? I. Uh, it was a long while ago. So it was either. I think there was two Annihilators books. One of them had in every issue a backup story with Groot and Rocket, and that okay. they went back to Planet X and met the actual. I believe they met the actual king, but they met people like. Groot, the king of this planet? Are you kidding me? He's an idiot. You know, okay. we, or not an idiot, but he's a troublemaker and we kicked him off the planet. Gotcha, okay. No, he's not the king of this planet. Are you, you're ridiculous. So Groot actually said those things, but he was lying. It wasn't Maximus just making it all up. Uh, since all the other characters seem to be able to understand Groot with no problem. Now they do. But also in the DNA run. Not always, but like Rocket could always understand him. N- no, because in that scene with Maximus, I, I remember because I just read it not that long ago, Rocket specifically was like, you can understand what he's saying? I think he was more like, you can also understand what he's saying. Okay, I like, took or, it as... Or to that detail. Oh, I took it as uh, as solely you're, you're able to understand him, and then since then they've been able to just hear what he's been saying. That's how I took it. So back on Captain America, yeah. like, what did you think of Bucky in general as the Winter Soldier? His face is blockier than I thought it was. <laughs> Sebastian Stan? Yes. It's blockier... He does have a very strong chin. Yeah. Okay. But is regardless, this a good thing or a bad thing? It's just a you neutral just don't thing. like angles. <laughs> I really I hate squares. No, uh, it, that was just an observation I made. Like Scarlett Johansson being really orange. But other than that, I thought he did a very good job. It was nice. A rewind. I don't want to talk about him yet. Okay. I just want to point out that they actually managed to make Batroc, the flying Frenchman or leaping Frenchman a not horrible and racist character. And they also managed to make Arnim Zola plausible because they didn't give him a robot body, but they still maintain the essence of the character. Yeah. You know. And and from what I understand... Yeah, Batroc was cool. Well, he's a UFC fighter. Oh, I, I know. It's, yeah. it's George St. Pierre. But. Yeah, and he helped coordinate a lot of the fighting throughout the entire movie, which was pretty cool. And helped each of the characters develop their own fighting style, which was something I was talking about with my MMA friends, where basically... You can actually see Cap develop an actual fighting style as opposed to, go ahead, shoot my shield, it's not going to do anything. Oh, I hit you with my shield, now you're knocked out. Like, he actually developed a fighting style through the movie and everyone kind of had their own, which was very interesting. But yeah, Batroc was actually interesting, even though he's Algerian, not French. And then, yeah, Zola was was plausible enough. Like, certainly better than Robot Body with tube television as chest. <laughs> Yes, very much Not so. so much for a fight scene, although well, his yeah. missile was pretty effective. But was, yeah, I was about to say, he probably had the most effective fight scene. Arnim Zola uses missile. It's very effective. <laughs> it's very well, uh, kind of not. They I mean, jump in a random hole and then suddenly survive all the fallout from that. But It's a nuclear missile. No, I didn't think it was, or else New Jersey would be dead. But So, all right, now I can talk about Winter Soldier. I thought he was very good at being broody, which was all he needed to do for the first probably two hours of the movie before he actually started talking. I felt really bad for the poor maid. I didn't understand why she had to die. Because she and, didn't knock. That's why and, you always and knock and leave Why? Door. Why, if you are the head of a horrible organization, is your maid not part of your horrible organization? Like, I feel like you probably should... have to pay her more. 
I, no, be facetious. I know, but actually, I had to stop and think about it. Like, no, you could pretty much get slave labor out of that then. But, like, why wouldn't your maid be Hydra? I feel like she should be. And that's his fault. But anyway, I thought he did a good job as Winter Soldier. Like I said, he didn't have to talk a lot. But, I don't know, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was great. I loved the arm. Like, the arm always looked good, even from pre-production stuff. Yeah. But it looked better in the movie. Like it, I believed it as robot arm. A lot of good sound work in there with the servos not being too overpowering, but you could still hear the, you know, the metal on metal sounds. You and I did not see it together. What was the reaction in your theater? Because our we got some audible gasps in our theater. We talked about it on the other episode, but I was curious. Like, now you were with all at comic what, book at readers. what point when his, when his mask gets ripped off and Cap says Bucky? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we didn't get an audible. But yeah. you were also there with a bunch of. Uh, no, I actually didn't, oh, you go, didn't go to that. No, I, I only went with like three other people. Um, yeah, no, people didn't really say anything in the theater. So there was an audible. There was an audible gas, and I've been hearing that from a lot of people. Really? Who went to go see it with General Logistics. And I think the movie did a good job of setting up subtly Bucky in the beginning and the Smithsonian and stuff without, you know, giving up the goat kind of type deal. Or giving up the ghost. I don't actually know what that phrase is. but I'm going to say giving up the goat because I'm playing goat simulator. <laughs> goat simulator. But, you know, like, they set it up in a way to more recap the first movie, but it also, and tell you what's important to Cap as this man who's out of time, but then also it helps set it up for later. In other words, it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. There are plenty of I, other reasons for that scene to I be there. I can't speak to that just because I knew going in. And so I knew exactly what to look for in every single Well, so did I. Yeah. So I I don't think I could unbiasedly say that. Because I was constantly like, oh, yep, yep, yep. You know, so... I think especially what did it for me was they used that scene more to set up Peggy Carter because it's Bucky, but Peggy, and Peggy talking about Bucky, but then you cut right to Peggy. Yeah, and I think they did a good job of balancing it there. And so even if you went, oh, even if something in the back of your mind went, something important about Bucky, you immediately switch to, oh no, okay, Peggy. this was about Peggy. Yeah. And then later, oh no, it was about, about it was about Peggy. It was about everyone, yeah. Um, which, by the way, that scene was heartbreaking. It like, was it was a weird switch when they did, what they did there. Like, she's in her right mind, she coughs, and then she's not. I thought that was interesting. She, well, because she looks away, she loses the object permanence. Was that the, was that the, the That's how that, I read it. Okay. I mean, I mean, you will, I mean, I know in my life I'd have had to deal with I was about to say, you and I have both had to deal you with have that. as well. And and see that's why I she never that can had also that very quite a bit from person exactly to but I just from my experience like it was that was unlike my experience so that's what I should say I understand what they were doing there and it's very hard to set up in such a small time frame so I completely understand that but yeah which of the Helen Commandos do you think she ended up marrying my vote's dumb dumb I highly doubt that I very very highly doubt that just which of the others do you think it would be then. Any of them. Dum Dum's the one who's actually in the Peggy Carter one shot, though. Really? Yes. I don't. Okay, then maybe. But him, just, him and Howard Stark, but he's not one of the Howling Commandos. No, I thought Dum Dum. I thought he had this also weird outside of time thing too. No. Oh, in the comics. Yeah. He's much older, but not in the movies. Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe. I just don't see anyone falling for that facial hair. <laughs> oh, so I do. <laughs> yeah, because you've had it. <laughs> I have dressed up as Dum Dum Dugan uh, for the Captain America 1 release, wasn't it? I don't remember. It was a while ago. I believe it was Cap 1. It was a cool costume. <laughs> I was very happy with it. Uh, Let me say, you did a good job on the costume. The facial hair, I still question. That's just my own genetics. And I blame my parents <laughs> because that's logically who you would blame for that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although I could do it better now. Of the things that you can really years. blame on your parents, your facial hair is actually one of them. Yes, it is. Um... So we've talked Armzola, we've talked Batrock. What about, what do you think of Crossbones? It took me a bit to, to pick up that it was Crossbones, and I was like... The big X across his chest of, of parachute straps didn't give it away? He didn't have that in every scene. No, but he, in the second half of the movie he did. Yeah. It was like, wait, isn't Crossbones supposed to be in that? Or if you know Brock Lumlow. Yeah. Or and, Rumlow? 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 I don't, I I don't remember. Head. Also, who was the, like, the, the senator or whoever? Senator Stern? Yeah. He was in Iron Man 2, the senator who was trying to steal, or not steal, but co-opt uh, the Iron Man suit. Okay. He's like the reason War Machine exists, basically. Okay. I well, I guess that was just, that was more complicated than this, just that. Yeah, that it's was... Gary Shandling, looking terrible. Good actor, but he looks awful these days. He, he yeah, he looked really old in that. But, <laughs> and the, yeah, the Who problem. was Hydra? As well as Agent Sitwell, which I would have never in a million years guessed that Sitwell was Hydra. Really? Yeah. I love, Sitwell's awesome. 
We're talking about the bald guy that was on the boat, right? Yes. Yeah. In this movie, I totally buy it. But I'm I was saying, about to say, from the first scene he was in, when he was like all arrogant, I'm like, you're probably going to be a bad guy. What I'm saying is in all of his other appearances throughout the Marvel Universe. What were the other appearances? Avengers, two or three of the one-shots, four or five episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen S.H.I.E.L.D. So. But, okay, all the, all the, not all the one-shots, but most of the one-shots, I think, actually. Um, well, maybe half, because there have been quite a few that have taken place in other times as well. But, so those, I think he's in Thor 2. Mm. He's definitely in Avengers. He may have been in Thor 1 with the whole team that goes with Coulson to... Uh, New Mexico. I forget off the top of my head. But he's in The Consultant. He's in Item 47. I believe he's in A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. What? Um, a Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer? Yeah, it's about the the trip Coulson made to from this Iron Man 2 to Thor 1. It's about what happened in between those times. Is that an episode of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, it's a Marvel one-shot. It's on one of the DVDs. Oh. Almost every Marvel DVD has a five to 15 minute mini movie on it set in the Marvel Universe. Well, that's what happens when you don't get DVDs of things. Yeah, they're, and also most of them are really good. Okay. Like the Peggy Carter one is amazing. It's a 1950s spy movie starring her, and she's awesome. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I had not any knowledge of any of these. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> they're very, or, or the um, All Hail the King one with the Mandarin. After set after Iron Man two or Iron Man three, it's so good. You just battled me. Sorry, that's okay. It's still really good. <laughs> Specifically, this bit. No, um, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. All right, I'll have. To, I had no idea. But yeah, I have to track these down because they are so most a of them. Funny thing a couple happened, of them are, are a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. That that's just that title. And then there's a the consultant, which ties into the whole after credits or mid credits scene in the Incredible Hulk with why Tony Stark went to General Ross. It's been so long since I've seen. <laughs> it's a long time. Wow. Are they? Is Ruffalo getting his own? They still haven't said. I hope so. He works better as an ensemble, the Hulk. Yeah, but I just want a Hulk movie that's not awful. <laughs> Maybe Planet Hulk. I don't know. Actually, I thought Incredible Hulk was fine. All right, so it was movie. better than uh, what's it called? Just Ang Lee's. Yeah, and I actually just Hulk. I think probably it was better. It still wasn't great, though. I feel like. Yeah, it was, it was fine for me. It was. It I mean, now granted, every Lou Ferrigno reference, or, or cameo, I should say, made me happy. Because I think he was in both. <laughs> He's a security guard in yeah. one. I mean, he might be in a security guard in both of them, actually. That would make sense. Because in, in the first, in Ang Lee's, he's a security, him and Stanley are security guards. And the second one, Stanley is the guy who drinks, or not second one, because they're not in the same universe. And um, Stanley is the guy who drinks the tainted soda and dies. In which one? Lufer, in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And Lufering, no, maybe a pizza delivery guy. He's either security, either he's a I security know guard who won't let in a pizza delivery person in, that, or he's the pizza delivery guy trying to get no, in. No, I, I know for a fact in one of them he is a security guard. Definitely in the in Hulk. Okay. He is. Him and, him and Stan Lee are. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. They're like a, a duo. They're like a duo. <laughs> the weirdest duo. So let's talk about the after credits scene. Oh, um, before we get to the after credits scene, what did you think of uh, Sharon? I It took me a minute on that one, too. And I was like, oh, wait, she's dead. Right. Oops. Well, in the comics, she's dead. Yeah. Well, I just think that was an interesting bit where after the movie, my friend was, was like, yeah, that's Captain America's love interest. I'm like, nope, not anymore. She's not, and probably not for a very long time, if unless they bucky her. But, you know, you never know. So, oh, in the comics, again. Yes. I thought you were in the movie. It's like, well, maybe just the next movie. That's just two well, years. Well, yeah, but I was about to say, in the comic, oh, that was my whole point, is I think it's interesting that she's in this movie, and then they had just killed her off about half a year ago. She's now dead. In a rather cool way to die. Yeah, I think we but, talked about it. Yeah, where she blows up Zola. Yeah, prevents him from getting into the real universe. Did, did you like, dislike, not care about the fact that they never actually say Sharon Carter? They never once give her name. They, they call her Sharon at one point. And Agent Carter. No, they call her Agent 13. I could have sworn... I think at one point they do refer to Agent Carter, but they're talking about her great aunt. Were they? Because I, I, I thought they were talking about her. Well, whatever. I don't believe so. Yeah, whatever. Well, we could talk about that. We could talk about all the little Easter eggs, too, in that. Like, I, you, and I didn't know until you told me about the Ezekiel thing. Like, oh, yeah, I should have noticed that. On the, the gravestone, yeah. yes. I don't know. What else was there? Well, Doctor Strange reference, um, possible Amadeus Cho reference. Yeah. 
well, let's move to the after credit scene because there you have Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Baron von Strucker. Is this is this Kickass Quicksilver or yeah. not? Well, they both are. But this oh, is the really? one who specifically played Kickass. The guy who plays Quicksilver in Days of Future Past played Kickass's best friend, who wasn't Clark Duke. Evan Peters, who's on American Horror Story. Okay, you got the kid from Sex Drive, who's Lance. Right. This is the other dude. Is the other dude. So he is not. So he is not a Quicksilver. The other two are Quicksilver. Right. Okay. All right. So you have Kickass who's Quicksilver, and then you have the other one who. The guy who played Ass Kick in Kickass Two, or whatever. They I didn't actually on see Kickass Two, but okay. Okay. Well. All right, but I think I know who he puts on basically a yellow version of the Kickass costume. Okay, the guy who's not Lance from yes. Sex Drive. Okay, so that's interesting. So Kickass people are Quicksilvers. That's interesting. Did he get as jacked as Kickass did? No. Okay, because Kickass is really jacked. Yeah, he looks and his costume, which isn't in the movie, but we've seen like set photos and stuff from Age of Ultron, looks awesome. Does like, it? I'm su- Oh, you haven't seen it? No. I thought you were talking about that. What? No. Okay. Well. I'll have to show you later, because it looks awesome. No, I, when I said, all right, so I was talking about him and Godzilla, because he's in that before. Oh, he's in, yes, yes, yes. Because I didn't well, so recognize... Is, so is Scarlet Witch. Is she... She plays this his... Is weird and She confusing. plays his wife in that movie. In that movie, they're husband and wife. In this movie, they're brother and sister. And then the dude he was with in Kick-Ass is the other dude mm-hmm. that's him in an obvious... And then Kevin Bacon is not in either of those movies, as far as I know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good to know. Oh, I'm, my brain hurts right now. This is really confusing. Okay, so 100% Kick-Ass is Marvel-owned. Yes, he is the non-mutant, He's non-son the, of Magneto. So they so. so they cannot say mutant, period. They cannot sentence. say mutant, they cannot reference his father. I understand not saying uh, Magneto, but it's interesting that they can't mention the word mutant. Mutants is a concept. It, mut, superhero mutants is a concept owned by Fox, 20th Century Fox. Or okay. leased by 20th Century Fox. And I know, all right, that makes sense, and that's why they were like, it's the Age of Miracles. So, and they're probably going to call them Miracles or whatever. But. No, they'll probably just call them, like, the, Gifted, like they've been calling them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is that what they've been saying in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Most, mostly, yeah. Okay. Gifted. If you have powers, you're just gifted. Which surprised. they've been using in comics for ages, too. That's true, but I'm surprised they can even say that with well, the whole School for Gifted Youngsters. Oh, I was just going to reference that, but yeah. that's... That's, yeah, it. that's hard to... It's yeah. more general. Yeah, that's hard to license that, I guess. Yeah, Quicksilver apparently is in a lot of pain constantly, as he cannot sit still in a room. And, yeah, Scarlet Witch looked like she was going to murder everyone. Yeah, she looked creepy. I was not expecting yeah. that. Kind of like Samara from The Ring a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, like, she's about to crawl out of the screen and murder everyone. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was decently frightening. And Baron Von Strucker. Yeah. Which, you still have not read Secret Warriors, and I still need no. to give you my copy of the Secret Warriors, but the coolest, most just awesome Nick Fury and moment ever involves Baron Von Strucker. Okay, can I just say, my lady friend got to see this before I did, and I was asking her about the after credit scene, which was a mistake, let's be honest about that. Yeah. Because she did stick around for both of them. And so I'm I'm over at her place and we're talking with a roommate and... Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying you asked her before you saw the movie? So I knew what the after credit scene was. Oh, okay. I was going to say because of spoilers, but if you already knew... Uh, well, no, actually, this is before. So I texted her about it, and then after she was really confused, I actually looked it up. But she's like, yeah, there's something about a dude with a blue staff stick thing. Loki staff from the Which I, did, I didn't put together until I read, and yeah, and then after... You'd be amazed how many people on Reddit were like, what was that glowing staff thing? I was like, did you miss all of Avengers? Yeah, like... <laughs> kind had, of important... Yeah. Once I watched it, I was like, okay, that's pretty obviously that. I don't know how people were confused by that, but okay, fine. Um, and people, I mean, her. Well, no, but, lots of people on the internet were very confused. That was amazing. Really? Yes. Just, now, my question, is that a gem or not? We don't know. Okay. Because let's I, say most I things that are totally glowy. I subscribe to a theory that it is, but we do not know for sure. And he was given yeah. it by Thanos. Exactly. So it would totally fit. And everything else that has been glowing so far has been a gem. Right. So, and I mean, you got to figure power is the ether, space is the tesseract, mind is very closely linked to Adam Warlock, and since we already think Warlock will probably make a cameo appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy, at least at a, at a ver- bare minimum, um, it's likely like that. But mind is left out. You got mind, time, and what's the f- reality? Just yeah. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. Soul is Warlock. Yeah, I was about to say my yeah. What what so I have mind? Which what is what is the ether? Power. Power. Um Tesseract space. Tesseract space. So that leaves you with mind, soul, time and reality. 
reality. Yep. So for me, I would assume that if there is a gem in there, it's going to be the mind gem. Why the mind gem? I'm trying to, I'm just thinking back to because Avengers. Because it mind controls everyone. Is that what it did? <laughs> yes. When did it mind control people? Eric Selvig, Hawkeye, bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, oh, yeah. and he tried to use it on Tony and it didn't work because the arc reactor. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's very fair. Which is powered by an element that was based on the Tesseract, so it would make sense two gems that catching two, at each other. Yeah. yeah, that's weird now that I'm thinking about the fact that Tony kind of made a sort of gem thing. But, okay, so that would be mind. Warlock would have soul. And then time you, you you've, could be anything. Could be any number of things. Because I feel like Guardians is going to be about a gem. Yeah, yeah, most likely soul. Yeah, I guess that would make soul, sense. soul and power. Well, they it, could also it, it wouldn't be well. about. It probably wouldn't. Be no, about no, no, not either. power. Space. I mean, oh, that would no. Which sense. one did they give? Which one did they give? To, they gave him the, the ether, right? Which is power. Yeah, so power. Yeah, so is he going to be the villain of the movie? No, Thanos is the villain of the movie. Of Guardians? Thanos, well, I mean, it's Thanos is the big bad behind the scenes, and then you have Ronan and Korath are the two main heavies. Okay. No. So the. So the collector is not the villain then. He'll probably be an obstacle at some point or another, but he's got things that Thanos wants. Well, that's that. That's I think my he's going to be more the third party that everybody's going that's, after him at the same exactly, time. Exactly, because a lot of people that I'm talking to are assuming that he's working for Thanos, and I'm like, I don't think so. I think he's just Thanos wants to use it all to rule. He just wants to put it all in a pretty little container and stare at it. Well, he wants to protect it for the next universe. Is that what he is that what That's he his wants whole to thing? Do? Okay. His, the, whole, the collector's whole deal is he collects objects of importance, power, superheroes, um, things, and he stores them because he's a remnant of the last universe. I knew that. Or he's from the beginning of this universe. I, I think Galactus is technically the only remnant of the last universe. Yes. But him and the other members of whatever his council is, and I forget what they're called, they're like the, some of the first people from this one or the people who survived from the last one, one, either one or the other. It doesn't really matter. But they're preparing for the next big collapse and Big Bang. And so they're basically storing things to jumpstart the next universe. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I thought... Actually, no. Now that you say that, I'm pretty sure he and Galactus are the only two that are from another universe. The previous universe, yes. specifically, not yes. just another universe. Well, but he's one of like six... Which, he's like one of six people. There's six people that he's in a group with. Which, Galactus is not part of them. No, yeah. I forget their, I forget what their name is. Now that I, I'm thinking about this, how does multi-universe theory work with heat deaths and big bangs? Because that just is hurting my in brain In the now. real world? It, I, I don't think we could feasibly answer in the real world, but... Wow, that's just mind-numbing. Okay. Well, there's just different dimensions. Well, yeah, but the multi-universe theory and with... Uh, anyway, I'm not even going to Let's not get on that. Because that's really... Okay, so... But my question th- then still stands. Is the Collector going to be the quote-unquote villain? No. No? Okay. Right. He basically, As far as I understand it, he's trying to collect the gems to protect the universe, so Thanos is going, well, that's where I need to be then. I need to okay. go steal them from him. In the comics, at least, that's what happens. He knocks out the Collector yeah. and steals the gems from him. Because it's not that hard to knock out a dude who just kind of looks kind of twerpy, but, you know. Um, and he has bad peripheral vision. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> if you need that many glasses. Uh, so, is Ronan working for Thanos then? Yes. Okay, is he brainwashed then? No, in the Ultimate Universe, if I remember correctly, he's they are definitely. Uh, that it's was, a mix. All the Marvel movies are a mix. To some extent or another, they're all a mix. No, no, what I was, I was just wrapping my mind around... Ronan being Thanos' son. I believe so, or adopted son. One of the two. I forget off the Adopted son, that's interesting, too. Well, I mean, you've got uh, Nebula and Gamora. Well, Gamora's biological. No. No? Adopted. Hence why he wasn't trying to kill her in Infinity. Oh. Have you read the Guardians of the Galaxy pre- uh, prequel comic? It, the, it, the first issue. The, the one that was, like, digitally? No. No, no, the movie prequel issue. Just came out this past Wednesday. Oh, then no, I didn't. It's all about Nebula and Gamora growing up together. Okay. All right, fair enough. As, like, sisters slash competitors. The wor- Written by Dan, Dan Abbott. <laughs> the worst Frozen, I think you could probably call it. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. Well, no, I'm saying the most evil of Frozens. Oh. Okay. Where, where neither wanted to be, you know, good, but they were forced to... Yeah, anyway, I just had this really funny, you know, Do you want to kill some people? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a people. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. The worst Frozen. <laughs> That's going to be the episode quote. It's not, people are going to think it refers to Winter Soldier or be Frozen. <laughs> nope, nope, not nope. at all. 
<laughs> do you want to kill some people? Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, back to back to wrapping that all together. Uh, that was actually another Easter egg I thought was interesting because they have been favoring Ultimate Universe a little bit more in that. Oh, she, some places. She, For instance, we haven't talked about it, but the Falcon's whole get-up and backstory is m- much more Ultimate Falcon. And exactly. looked awesome. Yes. I liked that there was no red to him, like, at all. It made me happy. Like, I wouldn't I, have mind red. Minded red. I mean, put some It's just the whole suit with the weird The whole thing. weird disco Nightwing yeah, type suit it, is weird. Yes, I agree. It, no that, talking to birds. He's just... I wouldn't even minded it. Minded it? Yeah, I think that's the word, right? My, my I wouldn't it. mind it. I wouldn't have mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have mind well, it. But in the past tense, I wouldn't have mind it. Past participle. Okay. I don't well, know. I'm just saying that off the top of my head. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Grammar. Words are hard. Words are difficult. Uh, Want to go back to singing? It would help <laughs> if you sang your thoughts. Yes, it would. It wouldn't have bothered me. I'm not even going to forget the word mind. It wouldn't have bothered me if he had a pet falcon. I would have been totally fine with that. As long as he's not talking to them and wearing that awful outfit that he always wears. So, it, again, it definitely is favoring Ultimate in that Ultimate was a lot more militaristic looking. Hawkeye used guns like a normal person would. You in know. his situation, not just at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Some of those aisles get clogged and you need to get past those old ladies. So, and the other, that was an Easter, I don't know if you'd say an Easter egg, but a little thing, in the Ultimate Universe, Maria Hill quit S.H.I.E.L.D. and started working for the NYPD, and I'm pretty sure that's where she was interviewing. No, she was interviewing at Stark. Was it Stark? Yeah. Okay. She was at Avengers Tower, which made its first official appearance with the Avengers logo in this movie. Yes, it did, even though it was as a digital image of it, but yeah. I believe you actually do see it really quickly in another shot. I, you definitely see it in the still image on the computer, but I think you might see it very briefly somewhere else. I know. It might have even been in that scene where she's interviewing. Okay. I forget off the top of my head. How is Ronan an accuser in Thanos' son unless it's, like, undercover? He's still a Kree. Yeah, but, like, accusers are supposed to be sort of good guys-ish. They're judge, jury, and, edu- and executioner. But yeah. I don't. I don't think he's necessarily... I don't, it's, I don't know enough about Ultimate Ronan... To really be sure, but I know he's very different. No, everything in the Ultimate Universe. But is no, different. I mean a lot of things are very similar. His is very different. Okay, I'm just trying to think of things that are similar now. <laughs> Captain America's origin is fairly similar. Okay, I mean I, I could see a lot of origins. The current Iron Man is very similar, not the original Orson Scott Card miniseries, which only exists within. Do you know how that how that played out? No, so there was what an, happened. There was an Ultimate Iron Man, I think one and two released. Um, like four issue miniseries mm-hmm. where it was weird and bad and just all kinds of it was just it was not good. And so what they eventually made it be when they because they introduced then Tony Stark in, in Ultimates Volume One mm-hmm. and he's very similar to the movie version and the comic book version and or the six one six version. And what they made it was that the Iron Man that those two miniseries was was a TV show about Iron Man that exists in the Ultimate Universe. Really? Yes, because that was the only way they could think to write it out because it was so bad. Why? What was so bad about it? You'd have to go and read it. It was just complicated and weird and didn't make sense. Who was who was Iron Man? It was still Tony Stark, okay. but it was like a kid Tony Stark. It was more like Shazammy. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say anything good about it. Who's actually read it? Like not supposedly not very good at all. Okay. All right, fair enough. So anyway, uh, Falcon, like, we talked pretty much all the characters. What did you think of actually just Cap in this movie? More jacked than the last movie? Definitely. He looked good, dude. He was big. He was in good shape. He was very big. And I like how they brought back the old costume. I also like the Super Soldier costume. And what we've seen of the Age of Ultron costume looks great. Which is the Age of Ultron costume, what he was wearing in the beginning? Or? No, 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 no. From, like, on-set pictures from Age of Ultron. Oh, really? Okay. Like, it looks... Kind of like a mix of the World War II costume and the Super Soldier costume with a few elements from the Avengers costume thrown in. Okay. Of the three, I think my favorite's probably the one he wore in the beginning of this movie, which was, I guess, the Super Soldier costume. Super Soldier costume. Yeah. In the comics, that's what they call it. It was, I liked the more faded blue to him as opposed to the Avengers bright blue. And it, ha- it was sleeker more than the football padding of the World War II one. <laughs> and the 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 from my memory of it, it's the same build as the Super Soldier costume. Like, a lot of the lines are the same, but mm-hmm. more the coloring of the World War II costume 
and then a few, like I said, a few elements from the from the Avengers, Avengers costume. One. Okay, yeah, the Avengers one was so bright blue. Now that I think about it, well, I mean, the whole movie was very bright. Yeah, it was a very and and that worked for that movie. Absolutely, yeah. would not have worked here no, <laughs> in Captain not. America too. Well, because this was a spy movie. This was, and I know people have said it before. This was the Shield movie with no Hawkeye. At all, which... Yeah, it didn't make sense. Apparently, Whedon's already said, oh no, we clearly explained in the beginning of Avengers, Age of Ultron, where he was, and it, apparently it will be kind of important what was going will on Will it there. be important? Okay. Like, there was, some, there, was a, there was a good reason why he wasn't there. I wish they could have given us any hint in the movie. Yeah. Like, been... he's in deep cover in Rotherstan, yeah. or whatever, you know. What's, what's, that, what's that supervillain city? You're thinking AIM Island, or... No, no, like... The actual, like, supervillain city that Secret Avengers, like, oh, in their last... Oh, it's called... I can't remember off the top of my head. But you actually know what I'm talking about now, Yeah, right? it's in, like, East Asia. There's actually a couple of them. Really? There's a couple cities where people just... Everyone just sucks all the time? Well, Latveria, Aim Island, I wouldn't say Latveria one. is... Latveria is more just doom words, being there's a number of There's a number of stand-in for generic, quote-unquote, evil nations, nations in the Marvel Universe. Okay. I wouldn't count AIM Island. They're weird. I hate AIM. Well, now it's AIM Nation. <laughs> Is it now? Oh, it's gotten... Dude, the thing... I won't even spoil you on the things that happened in Avengers World, but let's just say that took a really weird but really cool turn. Everyone decided they wanted to wear yellow suits with really weird tall hats. If I remember correctly, first off, that city like started progressing at a futuristic rate, like basically... Basically, time bubble type thing where it was progressing like way fast. If I remember correctly, way okay. fast and everything else. So now it's like a legit nation, like huge, like tall and fu- city of the future. Whereas, I think the city you're talking about no longer exists. Really? Because um, Gorgon, who's a major villain from Secret Warriors and is awesome, and some other stuff, caused a giant. You know that the I forget which nation has this particular origin story of the Earth, but that it's on the back of a giant turtle. Yeah. Basically, that city is. And now that giant kind of turtle Godzilla monster creature is swimming through the ocean with a city on its back. So he moved the entire city into the back of a giant turtle. No, no, like it was there. He woke up the turtle and it just got up. Oh, turtle's like, hey. What's what's the Godzilla turtle? What's the name of that thing? Friend of the children. (sighs) No, that's what they call it. I know, you're absolutely right. Uh, And Giras? No. Yeah, he's the one with the spikes, right? I'm, I'm looking this up. I'm pretty sure it's in Garrus. I'm, I'm literally going to type in Godzilla well, Monster, Friend of the then Children. Then look up, look up Turtle, because maybe I'm confusing too. Gamera. 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 Friend of the Children, yes. Isn't that what I said? No, what it's it said Angiras. I got to look up. I got to look up which. So it was Gamera, and now we're looking up which one Pierce was talking about. Yeah. Is it another turtle? Okay, I think I know the difference. Um, Angiras. One is a friend of the children, the other is the acquaintance of the children. <laughs> <laughs> the acquaintance. Creepily way too close to children. I'm pretty sure this one is the spiky-backed one, and then the other one is the smooth-backed one. Yeah, okay. So when you said turtle, I thought of that. Oh, that's like a that's like an ankylosaurus. Yeah, but it has a shell thing. Yes. So that's what I thought of. This has spikes, yeah. unlike most turtles. <laughs> Some turtles have spikes. I learned about it one time from a reptile dude. I think they're called Egyptologists. What? <laughs> I don't. I just don't even get the joke. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So Godzilla monsters. Oh, Godzilla! I want to see it so badly. When's it come out? Uh, I'm not sure, but it does look good. It. Um, I'm not knocking it. Um, as much as I don't care about Godzilla, that trailer. Both trailers have looked amazing for that movie. It, Plus Walter White. <laughs> well, there's that. Did you see the GIF online that he sneezes? Yes. And someone just heads up the yeah. The Emmy. Yeah. Uh, totally justified. Even though he didn't get one for Breaking Bad. Um, he won three years in a row. Oh, he's the first he? actor to do it in like fifty years. Did he? Because there was one he got gypped from, and I was like, "He got gypped," and I thought he. I think it was for the final season. Was that People the final? Like, one? He de- if he deserved it for any of them, it was that one. It was he that deserved one. it for more than that. But it, the way I and we're just totally switching topics here. Apparently, the way I see Godzilla is, you know how with um, Pacific Rim, like they talk about the first monster, and they're like, ten days later, we finally killed it." Like in my mind, Godzilla is going to be what happens in that ten day span. Like well, you know he's not the only monster in the movie. Yes, right? okay. um, Rodan is also in it. There's also sure. a couple of new ones, I think, but there's a, several. Yeah, I think Rodan and Godzilla were confirmed with one of the uh, four-legged ones, and probably Ghidorah. So, yeah. do you have anything else to say about Cap before we wrap this up? No, not really. 
Some people are upset that the final credit scenes are the more for fans only ones and the exciting thing happens in the middle. For me, that makes sense, though. But I've seen a lot of people complaining, why is, you know, like, in Avengers it was the shawarma scene, in, in Iron Man 3 it was him talking to Bruce Banner, in, um, which was a funny joke. It, they, yeah. or they tend to be more joke things or more just, here's a small character thing, which will be important, but only real fans will care about. The people who leave after the first scene, they don't care. The Avengers one, I was fine with. The and it, it just Iron Man specifically one. talking the after credits, not mid credits yes. scenes in this movie. The was, did Iron Man have a mid credits? I don't know if it did or not. That one actually had content to it, and I was fine with that. Both Thor two, Thor two had him returning to Earth. What Thor two's after credits had, scene had him returning to Earth? No, Thor two's after credit scene was the monster. They weren't oh. both the after credit scene. Oh, were they one and the same? I thought so. I thought it like cut out the uh, cut outside the window, and then that was where you saw the monster. All right, maybe they, they were, but I felt like both that. But then what was the middle scene? Oh, the middle scene was the collector. Yeah, so they okay. had to be. All right, no, you're absolutely right. Then, uh, then still, I still feel this way. Thor's and Caps just left me like this is what I waited till after for. That's it. At least with, I don't know. I feel like it should have been swapped where Thor. Mid credits should have been him coming back down the monster, and then after credits was collector, just because it, not because it's the true fan thing or whatever, just from length of content. Bucky walking in and just seeing a picture of himself, and then that. Why did I wait around five minutes for that? Well, he's rediscovering who he is for the first time. I, in I understand years. that's important, but I don't think that's enough to justify waiting around five minutes to watch. You're the one who decided to stay around to watch. Yeah, because there's content, and I want to see the content. But now we have a now we have a pattern of four movies where the really big exciting thing is going to be in the middle. That's true. And the more character thing that's that only two fans end. are going to care about is at the end. So you now know. Don't wait around to the end. Um, unless you it. you know if if you're a real fan or, or not, I don't want to say real fan like yeah. you're not a real fan if you don't stay around. But if you really care about these characters type thing and want to see just twenty seconds more with them, stick around. If yeah, not, if you want to see Natalie Portman not eat her breakfast. Go ahead and stick around after Thor 2. Go ahead. So have we exhausted Captain America the Winter Soldier? Yeah. All right, so uh, thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830, and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at JordanFRNJersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out hhwlod.com for lots of great content just like it. Mm-hmm.